Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you're connected from. I want to welcome everyone to another session of Inspired by the Word, Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. First, I would like to thank our highly esteemed sister Amarakman Esim co-host for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer. The prayer point has been posted on the church group. Today, we're going to pray, and our scripture reading is taken from Psalm chapter 26, verse 7, KJV translation. I read that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of thy wondrous work. Esteemed family, with a grateful heart, thank the Lord for all the answers we have received during the course of praying this week and the victories we have recorded in the realm of the Spirit. Thank God for the establishment of righteousness in the heart of leaders of judiciary and other legal personnel. Affirm that everywhere they are, the face of justice, comfort to the unjustly accused and true example of God's righteousness, goodness and justice in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Esteemed families, kindly unmute our mic and begin to pray fervently in tongues of the Spirit using the above prayer points. Leko shaha grahali garabu zunde sebrehele digra hatu sebrehele jata digra.
Chata Garada. Heavenly Father, we bless your holy name. Mali Gada Garibada Buzunde Sacre Helegabu Shatadara. With a grateful heart, we thank you, O Lord, for the answers. Prayer. Le coke legabuzinde secrari barabushuti. All the petitions and intercessions that we have made on behalf of the legislature. On behalf of the judiciary and the leaders over there, Mandigaragoli Brabo Zendi Sekatagada, their testimonies everywhere because those have think that they are their. They are the cabals in the legislature. They have been removed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Because we have set things right in the judicial system. We affirm that they become the face of justice in our society. They become the face of justice in our society. They will never be a choose of the end me to destroy homes and family and lives la kubra helebajita grada indole grada bakato grelebo setede we bless your holy name for you have answered our prayer for in jesus the most beautiful name we have prayed amen thank you so much esteemed sister amarakman esteemed co-host for the opportunity to lead thank you esteemed family for being part of today's intercessory prayer thank you for the changes you are causing around the world thank you esteemed prayer team for the sacrifice and labor of love God bless you. Right now, I will hand over to the praise and worship team for the next section. Thank you all and do enjoy the rest of the devotion. Shira Balubo Suprekida Bahanda Gadashki, Lafondo Suprekida Handa. Father, we worship and adore your name, O God. Baka Santaya. From day to will hail with eternal life. Mm. The very life and nature of God in us. Your grace is heaped on us abundantly. Of your fullness we've received unending grace. Oh. From day to we'll hail with eternal life the very life and nature of God in us your grace is heaped on us abundantly of your fullness we receive unending grace we ring by your immeasurable grace through your righteousness, O oh Lord. In our path where is life only and there's no debt of any kind. For the law, the spirit of life in Jesus Christ has made us free from the law of sin and made us debt free lord jesus we declare that you are eternal life who was with the father and made manifest unto us imparted to our spirit the very organic and existential life 
tribute of deity. Oh, life eternal, you are. Oh, Lord Jesus, we declare that you are eternal life who was with the Father and made manifest unto us. Parted to our spirit the very organic and existential life tribute of deity. Oh, life eternal, you are. Oh, Lord Jesus, you rehearsed divinity to us. That we might follow your example. You are life itself revealed to us. You unveiled God to us and brought us the kingdom. We reign by your immeasurable grace through your righteousness, O oh Lord. In our pathways, life only, and there's no debt of any kind. For the law, the spirit of life. In Jesus Christ has made us free from the law of sin and made us death free. Lord Jesus, we declare that you are eternal life. Who was with the Father? And may manifest unto us. You imparted to our spirit the very organic and existential attributes of deity. Oh, oh, life eternal, you are. Oh, oh Lord Jesus, we declare. That you are eternal life, who was with the Father and made manifest unto us. Lord, you imparted to our spirit the very organic and existential attribute of deity. Oh, life eternal, you are. Oh, we declare, Lord Jesus, we declare that you are eternal life. Who was with the Father and then manifest unto us. You imparted to our spirit. The very organic and existential life, tribute of deity. Oh, life eternal, you are. Oh, 
Lord Jesus, we declare that you are eternal life. Who was with the Father and made manifest unto us. You imparted to our spirit the very organic and existential life tribute of Heavenly Father, we thank you for your life that is at work in us. We are indeed healed from dating. And the life of God that is working in us subdues all the structures, systems, and negativities of this world. Thank you, Lord. The entrance of your word brings light. It brings direction, illumination, leadership. Thank you, Lord. We are guided on the right path. Every step we take is a step in the right direction. Your spirit helps us. Your spirit strengthens us. We're never alone. We're never on our own. Thank you, Father for the life that we have in us, the indestructible, inconquerable life of God. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit of God. We give you praise in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Um, Sister Harriet, please just take the chorus of that song again for like a minute. Thank you, Ma. Lord Jesus, we declare that you are eternal life. You were made the Father and made manifest unto us. You imparted to our spirit the very organic and existential life tribute of deity, oh life eternal, you are. Oh, Lord Jesus, we declare that you are eternal life. Who was with the Father and made manifest unto us? You imparted to our spirit the very organic and existential tribute of deity. Oh, life eternal, you are. Oh, Lord Jesus, I declare that you are eternal life. Who was with the Father and it manifest unto me. You imparted to my spirit that very organic an existential life, tribute of deity. Oh, oh, life eternal, you are. 
let me return and as you are, so are we in this world. We are life eternal. This is why we boldly declare on a daily basis that we are alive and we are life. Everywhere that we show, we come in with life. We give life to situations. We give life to everything dying around us. Life, life. Indestructible, inconquerable, indomitable, invincible life. The very life that God has. We give you praise, O oh God, in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, listening family. Thank you for another time of devotion and welcome. The word of God that comes to us on a daily basis has the power to make us what it talks about. We can trust the word, we can believe in it. The prophetic words is the title of today's devotional article. Thank you so much, thank you, Sarah. Thank you for the time of worship. Thank you, Comrade Martins, for the time of prayers. The prophetic words, despise not prophesying, First Thessalonians 5 and verse 20. In their approach to Paul's defense of the gospel before King Agrippa and Veronese, as recorded in Acts 26, Paul emphasized the importance of prophecy. He did it by confronting King Agrippa with a direct question. He asked him, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Acts 26, verse 27. Paul challenged Agrippa's understanding and faith in the prophecies regarding the coming of the Messiah. God's only proof for the people at the time was prophecy. There were so many prophecies about the Savior, the Messiah, and they had to keep searching the scriptures for these prophecies. They had to turn to the words of the prophets. For example, the prophet Isaiah had prophesied, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, Isaiah 7 and verse 14. In Isaiah 9 and 6, he further prophesied, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Prophecies like a guiding light, our opening verse charges us not to despise prophecies. The prophetic words of scripture and of the spirit are important. The same Paul who asked the king Agrippa the question above said to Timothy, This child I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou might, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. First Timothy 1 and verse 18. Like Timothy, trust the prophetic words of the scripture and the prophetic words of the spirit to you and use them to make war, use them to make war. The war he's referring to here is actually the fight of faith. That's the only fight that the Christian has been called to fight. That's the only war we are involved in. Of course, there's the war for the souls of men, but when it comes to your individual life, it is a fight of faith. And we have ceaselessly defined Defined it in this house. And it's the conflict between your transient temporary condition and circumstance of life and your spiritual realities. It is insisting 
that those transient temporary circumstances of your life conform to your stubborn faith proclamations. And what gives you the boldness to make such stubborn faith proclamation is what he's talking about here in the last paragraph. He said, the prophetic words of the scripture, that's number one. And then the prophetic words of the spirit to you, that's number two. You see, for instance, you're dealing with a health issue. What does the scripture say about the new creation? It is prophetic in the sense that before you came on the scene, those words were declared concerning you. They were brought into life. They were made, the will was signed into effect concerning you. For instance, in 1 John 32, he says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. That being in health becomes God's word to you that you can depend upon. You can use it to wage war. You can tell your body how that God wants you healthy and that's your choice. That's what you choose. You refuse the doctor's report, you refuse the symptoms, you refuse the signs that you're feeling, everything, the feeling of pain, you refuse it. You insist that what God has said is the reality of your life. The reality may not align with the word, but then you war with prophecy to cause that circumstance to align with the word. Is it the prophetic words of the scriptures and the prophetic words of the spirit to you? These prophetic words of the spirit to you can come to you personally in your time of fellowship. It can come to you through your pastor, through your leader, through a friend, uh, of course, a Christian friend, through a loved one. If, for instance, when we have our birthdays, we receive a lot of prophetic words. Do you know that those are words that you can use for the next one year to form the reality of your life? On your birthday, your pastor called you. On your birthday, your leader called you. Your cell leader called you. Your PCF leader called you. Your choir coordinator called you. Maybe your regional pastor even called you or your zonal pastor called you. Did you document the words? Did you document the words? So one of the things I do I, because I have two lines, so what I do is I create a group with both lines. And then in that group, I store every word sent to me on my birthday. I store the words and I can go back to them and say, Lord, you said this to me. You said that to me. And this is the reality of my life in this year. I can go back to it. I can wage war with it. So it, they become my affirmation. They become my affirmation. Let's imagine, for instance, that somebody said to you that a quick walk with the Lord do and cut it short in righteousness. God is compressing time for you. And then you've been on this project and it seems to be delaying one challenge or the other, one delay or the other. You can bring out that prophecy. Father, I thank you because you said concerning this year, a quick walk you would do. You have given me speed and I am speedy. Everything that I'm involved in happens with speed. I have ease. Say the crooked way have been made straight for you. Say, Lord, I do not recognize the mountains on my path. They are made plain. I have speed. I have speed. You know, so you begin to affirm. You take those words of prophecies and you begin to affirm. So in whatever area of your life, you will find a prophetic scripture to you. And or you can also find God's word to you about a particular situation at any point in time. 
These are two things you can use. He said that you should take prophecy as a shine, as a guiding light. He said, in a dark place until the day star rises. It's telling you that that prophecy can be the light. It can be all the light because the word of God is light. The Bible says the entrance of the word gives light. So he's saying that that word to you, let it be your light. Let it be what you use to guide your life, not the present circumstance that does not align with what you want. Don't conclude and make all your decisions based on the pains you are feeling in your body. Make your decision based on the prophetic God, God's prophetic word to you or through someone else, whether documented in scripture or coming through someone else that God has placed in your life. So you stand in that. When he says, until the day star arises, that in your heart is telling you now, until that note of victory, you use it until that note of victory. At that point, the war is done. At that point, the war is gone. You know, when a wrestler wins a match, wins a fight, at that point when he wins, he might be weak lying on the floor. They might even need to raise him and take him for little medical care. But at that point, he's won. He's not looking at how he's feeling at that time. He already knows that he's won the match. He may be worn out, but he's won. In that place of the note of victory, it happens in your heart. You just know that you have moved. You just know that you have won on that matter at that time. And you can go ahead celebrating and affirming your victory concerning the matter. No matter what you face, don't give up. Take the word of God concerning you. Stay at it. Stay at it till there's a change. It was yesterday or two days ago we talked about prayer that effects changes. So you are at it till there's a change. You are talking, you are speaking in tongues. And indeed, the Lord is God and the expectation of the righteous, the Bible says it shall not be cut short. And I pray for you, your expectation concerning that situation, it will not be cut short. You will return with massive testimonies in all ramification of your lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you for your time. I'll hand over to esteemed Pastor Nye for the next segment. God bless you. Thank you, Ma, for the rest of the offensive segments. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you are connecting from. And happy Sunday to you. I'm going over to the Bible study segment for today's devotion, and I will start with the further studies of the Rhapsody of Realities. And it shall come to pass in the last days, said God, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I'll pour out in those days of my spirits and they shall prophesy. First Corinthians 14, 3. But he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. But he that prophesied edified the church. I would that ye all speak with tongues, but rather that ye prophesied. For greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpreted that the church will receive a defined. Second Peter 1.16 For we have not followed cunning device fables, but we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, as we are eyewitnesses of his majesty. For we see from God the Father, honor and glory, 
when there came such a voice from him, from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well, that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arises in your hearts. Praise the Lord. Please let's take the confession together. Dear Father, I declare that my life is for your glory. My future is that of progress, sources, and prosperity. I constantly dwell in peace and in divine health, and I experience your grace in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise to Lord. We are going over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion, and we are in the book of 1 Peter chapter 5, We're taking the whole chapter, praise God. Caption, we promote you at the right time. I have a special concern for you church leaders. I know what it's like to be a leader in on Christ's sufferings as well as the coming glory. It's my concern that you care for God's flock with all the diligence of a shepherd, not because you have to, but because you want to please God. Not calculating what you can get out of it, but acting spontaneously. Not possibly telling others what to do, but tenderly showing them the way. When God, who is the best shepherd of all, comes out in the open with his will, he will see that you have done it right and commend you lavishly. And you who are younger must follow your leaders, but all of you, leaders and followers alike, are to be down to earth with each other. For God has had it with the proud, but takes delight in just plain people. So be content with who you are and don't put on airs. God's strong hand is on you. He'll promote you at the right time. Live carefully before God. He's most careful with you. Caption, he gets the last word. Keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil is supposed to pounce. I would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You are not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans, they are. We have you put together on your, on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. I'm sending this brief letter to you by Silas, a most dependable brother. I have the highest regard for him. I've written as urgently and accurately as I know how. This is the God's generous truth. Embrace it with both arms. The church in exile here with me, but not for a moment forgotten by God, wants to be remembered to you. Mark, who is like a son to me, says hello. Give holy hugs all around. Peace to you, to all who walk in Christ's ways. Praise the Lord. We've come to the end of today's New Testament reading. And say big thank you to Sister Maka for this opportunity. Well, we pray for everybody. God bless you. God bless you too, Mrs. Alex. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Old Testament segment. Happy Sunday, everyone. 
And today we are reading the book of Ezekiel, chapter 35 and 36. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, my beautiful Absolute Reality session. Hallelujah. A pile of rubble is a caption. God's message came to me. Son of man, confront Mount Seir, prophesy against it. Tell them, God the master says, I'm coming down hard on you, Mount Seir. I'm stepping in and turning you to a pile of rubble. I'll reduce your towns to piles of rocks. There'll be nothing left of you. Then you'll realize that I am God. I'm doing this because you have kept this age-old grudge going against Israel. You viciously attacked them when they were already down, looking their final punishments in the face. Therefore, as sure as I am the living God, I'm lining you up for a real bloodbath. Since you loved blood so much, you'll be chased by rivers of blood. I reduce Mansia to a heap of rubble. No one will either come or go from that place. I'll blanket your mountains with corpses, massacred bodies will cover your hills and fill your valleys and ditches and reduce you to ruins. And all your towns will be ghost towns, population zero. Then you realize that I am God because you said these two nations, these two countries are mine. I'm taking over. Even though God is right there watching, right there listening. It's on your heat, bloated anger and rage right back on you. You will know I mean business when I bring judgment on you. You realize then that I, God, have overheard all the vile abuse you have poured out against the mountains of Israel, saying, They are roadkill, and we are going to eat them up. You strutted around, talking so big, insolently pitting yourselves against me. And I've heard it all. This is the verdict of God, the Master. With the whole earth applauded, I will demolish you. Since you danced in the streets, thinking it was so wonderful when Israel, when Israel's inheritance was demolished, I will give you the same treatment, demolition. Mount Seir demolished, yes, every square inch of Edom. Then they will realize that I am God. Back to your own land. And now, son of man, prophesy. To the mountains of Israel, say, say, mountains of Israel, listen to God's message. God, the master says, because the enemy crowd over you. Good. Those old hills are now up. You know, one thing I love about the book of Ezekiel, it teaches you how to prophesy. No. Teaches you how. It tells you what to say. <laughs> it says, now here is a prophecy in the name of God the Master. Because nations came at you from all sides, ripping and plundering, all in pieces of you, off every which way, and you have become the pot of cheap gossip and jokes. Therefore, mountains of Israel, listen to the message of God the Master. My message to mountains and hills, to ditches and valleys, to the heaps of, of rubble and the empty towns that are looted for plunder and turned into jokes by all the surrounding nations. Therefore, says God, the master, now I am speaking 
in a fiery rage against the rest of the nations, but especially against Edom, who in an orgy of violence and shameless insolence robbed me of my land, grabbed it for themselves. Therefore prophesy over the land of Israel, preach to the mountains and hills, to every ditch and valley, the message of God. The master, look, listen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm angry and I care. I'm speaking to you because you have been humiliated among the nations. Therefore, I, God the Master, am telling you that I have solemnly sworn that the nations around you are nests. It is their turn to be humiliated. But you, mountains of Israel, will burst with new growth. Putting out branches and bearing fruits for my people, Israel. My people are coming home. Do you see? I'm back again. I'm on your side. You'll be plowed and planted as before. I will see to it that your population grows all over Israel. Thank you, Lord. That the towns fill up with people. That the ruins are rebuilt. I'll make this place thin with life, human and animal. The country will burst into life. Life, life, and more life. Your towns and villages full of people just as in the old days. I will treat you better than I ever And you will realize that I am God. I will put people over you. My own people, Israel, they will take care of you and will be their inheritance. Never again will you be a harsh and unforgiving land unto them. Verse 13, God the Master says, because you have a reputation of being a land that eats people alive and makes women barren, I am now telling you that you will never eat people alive again, nor make women barren. Oh, glory to God. Decree of God the Master. And I will never again let the tons of outsiders be head over you, nor permit nations to look down on you. You will no longer be a land that makes women barren. Decree of God the Master. Ooh. God's message came to me. Son of man, when the people of Israel lived in their land, they polluted it by the way they lived. I poured out my anger on them because of the polluted blood they poured out on the ground. And so I got thoroughly angry with them, polluting the country with their wanton mothers and dirty gods. I kicked them out, exiled them to other countries. I sentenced them according to how they had lived. Wherever they went, they gave me a bad name. People said, these are God's people. But they got kicked off his land. I suffered much pain over my holy reputation, which the people of Israel blackened in every country they entered. Therefore, tell Israel, message of God the Master. I am not doing this for you, Israel. I am doing it for me to save my character, my holy name which you have blackened in every country where you have gone. Oh, precious Lord Jesus. I'm going to put my great and holy name on display. The name that has been ruined in so many countries. The name that you blackened wherever you went. Then the nations will realize who I really am, that I am God. When I show my holiness through you, so that they can see it with their own eyes. 
But here is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you out of these countries. Gather you from all over and bring you back to your own land. Oh, I will pour pure water over you and scrub you clean. I'll give you a new heart. I'll put a new spirit in you. I'll remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that is God's will. That is God's will. Not self-will. I'll put my spirit in you. And I'll make it possible for you to do what I tell you and live by my commands. Thank you, Lord. You will once again live in the land I gave your ancestors and you will be my people. I will be your God. I'll pull you out of that stinking population. I'll give you personal orders. I'll give personal orders to the wheat fields, telling them to grow bumper crops. I'll send no more famines. I'll make sure your fruit trees and your field crops flourish. Oh, praise God. Other nations will be able to hold you in contempt again because of famine. And then you will think back over your terrible lives, the evil, the shame, and be thoroughly disgusted with yourselves, realizing how badly you have lived all those obscenities you carried out. I'm not doing this for you. Get this through your thick heads. Shame on you. What a mess you made of things, Israel. Message of God, the Master. On the day I scrub you clean from all your filthy living, I will also make your cities living. The rains will be rebuked. The neglected land will be worked again. No longer overgrown with weeds and thistles, worthless in the eyes of passers-by. People will exclaim, why? This weed patch has been turned into a garden of Eden and the rain cities smashed into oblivion are now thriving. This is your story. Oh, 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 oh. The nations around you that are still in existence will realize that I, God, rebuild rains. <laughs> I replant empty waste places. Oh. I, God, said so, and I will do it. Message of God, the Master. Yet again, I'm going to do what Israel asks. I will increase their population. As with flock with a flock of sheep, like the million flocks of sheep brought for sacrifices in Jerusalem during the appointed feasts, the ruined cities will be filled with flocks of people, and they will realize that I am God. Blessed Hallelujah. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much, esteemed brother John. God bless you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you are connected from. Welcome to the affirmation segment. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank esteemed sister Maka for this opportunity. I am forever grateful. Esteemed family, the affirmation is on the screen. Kindly unmute your mic so we can take it together. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> 
thank you lord jesus hallelujah Thank you so much once again, esteemed sister Maka. A reminder, esteemed family, the affirmation is on the Inspired by the Word space. Please do take time to download it and affirm in your personal times of affirmation. I now hand over to the meditation team. God bless you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you are at this point in time. Welcome to the meditation segment for today. I'm standing on all existing protocols. So our theme for today is fathered by God, eternal life, fathered by God. Praise the Lord. Our scripture for meditation is First John from Chapter 5, 4 to 5. Please, can you pull that up for us? Please, thank you. First John chapter 5, from verse 4 to 5, the message translation says, Every God-born person conquers the world's ways. The conquering part that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who believes Jesus is the Son of God. Brothers and sisters, 
no matter what the world holds at you, you already know that you're victorious because you're born of God. <laughs> Glory to God. And you believe in the efficacy of God's word. So our faith is like the most important tool that we would ever need. This scripture is also telling us that we should trust and bank on the word of God and that we should have faith in his word. As children of God, we've been marked for the victorious life. I mean, <laughs> we're here on earth, but we're citizens of heaven at the same time. We have won already, glory to God. So no system, no change, no plan or economy can put us down because we are born of God and we have his life. And that's all we need for a life of victory. So like Pastor Chris said, he says, chin up and walk like the king and queen you are because we have already won, glory to God. So it says that, sorry, the screen is moving. Every God-born person conquers the world's ways. We are born of God. We've already conquered. This is like past tense for us because we're already born of God. Glory to God. And he says the conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who believes Jesus is the son of God. Brothers and sisters, you're that person that this scripture is talking about. And we have won. Nothing can stand against us because... We believe that Jesus is the son of God. We are born again. And don't forget that our scripture from two days ago, I think that was like 1 John chapter 4 verse 4, has already told us that whatsoever is born of God has overcome the world. And that is us. So the most important tool is our faith. And with our faith up and with all that we know, being born of God, we have already won. Glory to God. So let's live like the king and the queens that we are because... <laughs> Nothing can stand against us. Glory to God. Please, can we go back to the outline? Thank you. Okay, so um, for say 1,000 times a day, we are to say I'm alive and I am alive 500 times. I am born of God 500 times. Our message of the day is striving for the faith of the gospel. And um, from the book of Proverbs, we're reading chapter 26, the CEV translation as usual for the month. And the song for the day is We Hail from Deity by Minister Ogi and the Love Word Singers. And we're still reading powerful principles of increase. And today we're taking pages 135 to 142. Glory to God. Right about now, I would like for us to take the life affirmation. Let's unmute our mics as we take the affirmation together. Okay. Can you meet your mic?
Okay, glory to God. Um, please don't forget that all the information that you need is on um the thirty days channel. Kindly go and get all that you need. So let us go into the communion segment now. I'm going to be reading from First Corinthians, chapter eleven. Praise God, hallelujah, hallelujah. From verse twenty-three, and it says, "For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you." that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to break bread as family and as brethren. Father, we thank you because we know that we live life based on your terms. Thank you because as we break the bread, we can never be broken and anything that is broken in our lives is fixed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you because we believe in the power of your death and your resurrection. Thank you because we know that we have died and we have risen and this life that we live is eternal and can never be taken out of us. Thank you, Father. We live the victorious life in you now until the rapture in Jesus' name. Amen. Finally, break the bread. After the same manner, also he took the cup. When he had stopped saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it and remember unto me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Marosa tiki bara hande giba so shata ba kisa hati ingara hatusa ande gibra husa ande giba shata baya. Father, we thank you, mando ki inta alahi andus alakira ga shata kabaya. For this blood <laughs> of the New Testament, Father, as we drink of this blood, we know what it means. We know the covenant. We know the love. We know everything. Be there anyone sick in their bodies, Lord? There is healing for this one in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we live this eternal life that you have given to us. Yes, by the reason of your death and resurrection, we know, yes, that our bodies are as life as Christ's body is in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for everything works out perfectly for us. We are living the glorious and victorious life that you have called us to live in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' precious name I have prayed. Amen. Can you take the cup now? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'd like to say thank you to esteemed Sister Maka for this wonderful opportunity to lead the meditation segment for today. And thank you to all the members of the meditation team. Please have a wonderful Sunday ahead. And I'll hand over to the celebration team. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you so much, Ma, for the amazing segment. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for the opportunity to handle this segment. So right now, if you are born today, or there's anybody you want to celebrate today, please kind of let us know in the chat room. Hallelujah. And also, if you're joining us for the first time, please kindly introduce yourself to us by telling us your name, where you're joining us from, and know the person who invited you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do we have any celebrants in the house? Any first timer? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. So, um, since we don't have any celebrant or any first timer, I'm going to quickly pray for the offerings of today. I remember 
we are not a church, so you're going to send your offerings to your churches. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your word that has come to us today. For the entrance of your word brings light to us. Therefore, light has come to us. And we are grateful and recognize every word that you brought to us today. And yes, we are going to be a manifestation of the words that have come to us today. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Esimista Maka, for the opportunity to handle this segment. Happy Sunday again, everybody. Right now, we are going to unmute our mics as we share the grace and fellowship. Thank <laughs> you.